you have a company that sells products that are made in the UK? If you do, you're going to want to listen to the tips I'm sharing with you today to see if you're doing each one of them. You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice and tips on making in the UK. So let's get on with today's show. Welcome to episode number 148 of the Make It British podcast. So at the time of recording this, we're probably in the peak week for many of our UK made brands to be shipping out all those amazing products that they make in the UK that people have bought as Christmas gifts this year, which has got me thinking about some of the things that I see, which are general trends or the types of things that these UK made brands do that helps them promote what they do and actually really shine a light on the fact that their products are made in the UK. So I made a video this week called Seven Proven Ways to Sell Your UK Made Brand. And I thought I would also share those tips with you here today on the podcast, because I know some people like to learn via audio and others prefer to watch and look at pretty slides. So if you're the latter, then I will put a link to the pretty slides and the video in the show notes of this podcast. But if you prefer to listen to things, then you're going to like what I'm going to share with you on the podcast today. And if you're a brand that makes in the UK, how many of these things that I'm going to share with you are you actually doing to help promote and shine a light on what it is you do. So these are these tips are going to be particularly helpful if you are someone who makes products in the UK. And that can be anything from dresses to dog coats, handbags or hair accessories, socks to sofas, whether you make it yourself or whether you get a manufacturer in the UK to do it for you. And if you then sell that product to the end consumer, because what I'm going to share with you today is just as important whether you're selling on your own website, in a bricks and mortar store, at fairs or on online marketplaces, or whether you're wholesaling to other stores, both in the UK or even more importantly now, whether you're exporting it overseas. And finally, if you're making in the UK, are you proud of what you do? Because I'm sure if like all of the businesses that I know that manufacture in the UK, you're probably really proud, extremely proud of the products that you make. But are you doing enough to shout about it? And are you using your made in the UK status to your advantage? Now, this is not about waving a Union Jack flag around and being all patriotic. In fact, it is quite the opposite. If anything, when you see the Union Jack flag being waved around, it's usually by companies who claim they're really British, but are actually making their product overseas. But this is for people that genuinely make quality products in the UK. And those quality British made products have a really good value both at home and also abroad. In fact, a recent survey found that 42% of international consumers were willing to pay more for a British made products. 
And is your brand capitalizing on that if you do make products in the UK? And if you're not, then you definitely should be. And that is what you're going to be learning today. That same survey also found that there had been an increase in demand for British made goods of 36% over the last five years. And judging by the amount of increased traffic and increased interest we've had in Make It British in that time, and inquiries that we've also had from the press and the media, I think this is only going to continue to rise as we go into 2021 and beyond. So in doing some research for this as well, I looked into Google searches that were taking place in 2020 uh, for the term made in UK. And there was a marked increase in the number of searches, particularly towards the end of this year. So there's definitely more people searching online for products that are made in the UK and you really should be capitalising on this. We are in our peak popularity right now for made in UK products. And I'm going to tell you today how your business can really take advantage of that. So now the first thing is, and you think this would probably be really obvious, but you'd be surprised how many brands I see making this mistake. But the first thing is, You need to actually label your products as made in the UK if you're making them in the UK. And you need to clearly show and tell your customer that that is what you are doing. Because you'd be surprised how many websites I go on to or products that I look at that are made in the UK where I'm actually searching to try and find where that product is made. So Please ensure that both on your physical products, so whether that's your sewing labels, your packaging, your point of sale, as well as on all your company's digital assets. So that's things like your website, your social media and your newsletters. Everywhere that your product and your brand comes into contact with potential customers that you're telling them where your product is actually made. It matters now more than ever. And this is one thing you take away from today's episode is that is that you need to clearly be telling people do not bury it on the about page of your website or on the care labels inside your product. Now you may think that your potential customers and your customers are going to go to great lengths to find it but they definitely won't. You need to be telling them about it at every opportunity so that they know that you've got a genuinely made in the UK product. And whether that is made in the UK, made in Britain, UK made, British made, made in Scotland, made in London, made in Manchester, whichever you choose, you need to make sure that it's clearly displayed so that your customers can actually find it. Don't want to leave them in any doubt about where your product is made. And because we know that consumers are willing to pay a little bit more because they associate made in the UK with quality products, then you need to make sure that when they're making that purchasing decision about buying your product, first and foremost, they're going to look at it and think, yeah, I love it. I love the design of it. It it solves a problem that I have. If at the same time, they'll also see that it's made in the UK, that could be the tipping point that will make them make that purchasing decision. So make sure you're telling them. So number two, which ties in very well with number one, is making the most of the provenance of your company. Now, that could be your company's history and its heritage. It could be that you're a family business. It could be your own 
backstory and how you came about setting up the business and the brand that you have. It could be the reason why you do what you do. You Maybe you had a career change and then you launched this business and you make it in the UK. It could be about your company values and the fact that you're sourcing everything ethically. It could be that your company has won tons of awards. All those things help to build up a picture of what the provenance is of your brand. And it tells you the potential customers what it is you stand for. And it's that that really sets you apart from all the big retailers who don't have that sort of backstory. Your story is what people want to read about and they want to understand that so they know that when they're buying your product, they're buying into that heritage, that family business or that value and and that ethically sourced brand. So again, don't hide this on your about page. Now, I've got some examples of some of our members at Make It British and how they show their provenance on their websites or in the way that they tell their brand story. So I will link to that in the PDF of the slides for this. But just as an example, some of the good examples were um, Melintrick Gwint, who are a Welsh woolen mill. They've been, they're a family business. They've been going for over 100 years. They quite clearly on their homepage, their headline is woven in Wales. So, and there's a picture of the heritage of the company. So there's no doubt straight away it's woven in Wales. And then they go on to tell you all about their company heritage and the ethos of their company, the way they weave their fabrics, the skill that's involved, that that skill has been handed down through three generations of their family business and that the skills and the knowledge of their staff, like both now and in the past, is in what they do keeps the tradition of Welsh weaving alive at Melintragwint. You see that? You just think, wow, I want to buy into this. This is amazing. I want a piece of that beautiful Welsh woolen product here and all of that heritage and that skill. It's not just any blanket. It's a Welsh woolen blanket from Melintragwint. So look out for the link for that. Um, and another one is Celtic and Co. So if you've listened to this podcast regularly, you'd have heard me interview Kath from Celtic and Co. a few weeks ago. Um, their business was founded in Cornwall in 1990. Kath told her story of her brand and and how she bought the business and sold the UGG brand and how she used that to, to develop the business, how everything that they make is ethically sourced, how they use only natural materials. They've got pictures on their websites of awards that they've won. So they very clearly tell you what their brand stands for. So that if you align with that, natural fibres, you know, renewable, sustainable, it's a pleasure to wear. And when you read their story and the fact that they're a family business and they only work with local suppliers, you instantly believe in their brand. Another example is Dutch's China. So from the ceramics industry, they say on their website that they are one of the few true remaining British manufacturers of bespoke fine bone china, tableware, teaware and giftware. So there's no doubt when you read that, that they are true. They're, they're one of the last remaining. And they tell you that as soon as they land, as you land on their homepage. And particularly with the ceramics industry, there are a lot of companies now based in Stoke, but that don't make in Stoke. And this is where Dutch's China have that USP. If you actually want to buy 
ceramics from Stoke that are made in Stoke, then Duchess China are where you should go. It leaves you with no, in no doubt once you've read that. And it tells you all about their rich heritage. They've been going for 130 years. Tells you that they're based in the heart of the potteries in Stoke-on-Trent. And you get no doubt that they're really proud of the provenance of their com company. In fact, they've even added 1988, sorry, not 1988, 1888, which is the year that they were founded, to the name of their company. So it's now Duchess China 1888, which is also on their website URL, I think. So um, they are one of the last remaining potteries in Stoke and they make sure that you know it and that you know that they haven't abandoned UK manufacturing for cheaper overseas production. So you're getting a really good quality product with great provenance. Now, those examples were obviously companies that have been going for quite a few years, but you don't need to be a company with hundreds of years of history behind you to have that sort of provenance. You just need to be able to tell a great story. Now, uh, another example then of, of a brand that's much younger, but, but it's a company called Hevtroco, who you may know of. I've talked about them on the podcast before. Now, they tell all their customers that their British-made trousers are a result of a crazy idea that they had in the pub and that they wanted to save a trouser factory in Hebden Bridge, so they started making trousers there. So they very instantly created a story around their brand. They were saving this trouser factory. They're, they had an idea in the pub. So they're starting. you're starting to get a feel for what Hebtro Co. is all about and whether you align with that you're probably the sole customer that wants to buy their trousers. And their sales are doing really well because their customers, they love their story. They love the fact that it's linked to the location of Hebden Bridge. And they love the fact that they're also two guys in the pub who had an idea and, and their sorts of customers, they also, they want to be like them. They want to be the person that had an idea for a great business, which is now turning over lots of money just by having this idea in the pub. So make sure you're telling your story. Why, why does your brand do what, what it does? What's your backstory? How did the business come about? Now, if you need any more convincing about this, a survey done by Barclays in 2018 found that there could be an additional £3.45 billion in revenue, which could be generated by companies that make in the UK if they mark their provenance, particularly around their provenance. So their survey worked out how much more people were willing to pay if they found it was made in the UK. And if those companies that were making in the UK more clearly told everyone and told people their provenance, that's how much more money. So that's what people are missing out on if they're not telling. How many sales are you missing out on by not making it clear to people about where your, what your company history is and where you make your products? So the third point I've got here is about showing off your craftsmanship. So slightly different in different to provenance, which is more about your your history and your your brand ethos. Craftsmanship is about how you actually make your products. So if your product involves making anything by hand, make sure that people can see that process really clearly. Whether that's through sharing it on social media, on your website, or even at your point of sale because you're not selling a mass produced item. You're most probably, if you're listening to this, making something in small batches. And that is the strength of your business and not a weakness. 
It's one of the things that makes you different from faceless brands on the high street. Many of our members of Make It British regularly post on social media and they show how their products are made. A lot of them do it via live video as well. They're showing the craftsmanship of how they're making their products or they're showing that on their website. They're showing the time, the effort and the attention to detail that goes into making each piece. Might not be bespoke, but it's made in small quantities and you can see how it's made. That's so different from if you're buying something that's probably made in China where you've got no clue who's making it, where they're making it and how it's being made. That really adds value to your product and shows people why it costs what it does. So make sure you're showing your craftsmanship and you're showing people. So going back to that survey again from Barclays, they found that 50% of consumers considered British made goods to be of better quality. So showing off your craftsmanship helps to compound this message along with your Made in the UK label so that customers know they are getting a quality product from you. But my fourth tip here is about showing your location. Now that this, I think, is more important in 2020 than it has ever been. People want to support small and local businesses. I mean, Instagram have even got a sticker thing for it, haven't they? Support, support small businesses. People want to support small and local businesses now. So make sure that you are telling people about your location and that of your suppliers. So that could be a list of your suppliers and where they're based on your about page or on a page about about your your company and about how your production, about how you make things. Um, we've got some members, both barrels, you'll see their picture in the slides, who show have a map of the British Isles and show the location of where their various suppliers are. So you can see how what a short distance their products have actually travelled. So this is not product that's traveling all around the world. It's a product that's all made locally from just a few suppliers all within a few miles of each other. So could you incorporate some sort of map onto your website to show where your products are made? Or could you just say where your product where your your suppliers are based or your factories and why you've chosen them? So our member Teddy Edward have done that. They're a clothing brand and they list their suppliers and they say why they've chosen each one. So um you know, knitwear, Leicester or Nottinghamshire, known for knitwear. This is why we've chosen our manufacturer that's there, for instance, or outerwear from the West, West Midlands. And this is why we've chosen the manufacturer that we use there. So can you tell people where your suppliers are that could be local to them, that will resonate with them and why you've chosen them? Or you've got a company like Private White, um, who quite clearly say made in Manchester. There's no doubt they're a brand from Manchester and they make everything in Manchester. Never underestimate the power of being local and using that to your advantage so that people know that your product is local to them and the raw materials have not travelled very far. So if, you, if that applies to you, make sure you're telling people. So my fifth tip is showing behind the scenes. Now, this is probably my favourite one because I love it when I see our Make It British members showing behind the scenes in their businesses. This is where your UK made brand can really triumph over cheap overseas imports. Because when people can see and meet the people behind the products that, that they're buying, it really adds great value to what you do. And 
it creates a connection between the customers and you, the maker, or um, you, the company or the small business owner who is making those products. So whether you use that on your website, social media, your email marketing, or at the point of sale, it's a great way to show where and how your product is manufactured is by showing behind the scenes. Particularly if you're actually making the product yourself or you own the factory where the product's made, how regularly, because people like to see this, they really do. We know this from Make It British and the engagement we get when we talk about where something is actually made. And probably the same on this podcast. Our most, My most popular podcast episodes have been when I've introduced someone who talks about their manufacturing and where their product is actually made. And they talk about, they show behind the scenes and talk about behind the scenes. And a picture also tells a thousand words. So if there's some way you can incorporate that into your marketing and on your website and a picture of your product being made, that sets your brand apart from those other big brands who can't possibly do that. So showing behind the scenes is a really important one. Are you doing that? And if you're not, make sure it's something you start doing from now. And my next tip is a little bit more niche, a little bit different to the rest, but it's about using hashtags. I'm still surprised at how many people don't actually use hashtags such as made in the UK or buy British. And more people are searching for these now. Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, nearly every company is on social media now. In fact, I think every single one. If you're listening to this and you're, you've got a brand selling products in the UK and you're not using at least one social media platform, I want to hear from you and I want to hear why you're not. Um, it shouldn't be the be all and end all of your selling strategy. Absolutely no way. But if you are using social media to sell your products or to tell people about your brand and raise brand awareness, are you using hashtags that say that you're made in the UK? Just as important as using those labels that say you're made in the UK, because people do still use those hashtags to search. And on LinkedIn as well, I've noticed that a lot more people are using the made in UK hashtags or the buy British hashtags or UK manufacturing hashtags on LinkedIn. So just have a little check about whether you're using them. Try it out see if it works. Start using either made in UK, UK manufacturing or buy British hashtags and see what happens because there are people that follow locally made products and like-minded communities and you want your brand to be showing up in amongst those as well so people really know. And finally, so my last tip and if we are talking about communities, a little bit of a plug for joining Make It British so if you listen to this and you, you're not already a member and you make products in the UK, then maybe now is the time to think about actually joining Make It British. Our membership rates have been the same for the last two or three years, I think. So we will be putting them up at some point in 2021. So if you're listening to this episode now in December 2020 and you want to join a community of like-minded made in UK businesses, now is definitely the time to do so. We are the busiest platform on the web promoting UK-made brands, and I'd love to be able to help you sell more of your UK-made products. We've got over 150,000 visitors a month to the website, and that is going up at the moment. And we are the go-to destination for consumers and buyers and the press and media looking for British-made goods. So recent press that we've had for our members has included 
um, addressing Adrian Charles on Radio 4, where a lot of our members' products were put forward to that. Because when the press contact us looking for brands that make in the UK, we pass on the details of members that have products that we think would be suitable. Um, a massive feature that went on for two weeks, which I'll link to in the Express called Brilliantly British, where the journalist came to me several months ago and asked me to put forward um, all of our brands um, that make in the UK that will be suitable. And dozens of our members were featured because they responded to that press call that we sent out. So we are a great way of raising awareness for your brand if you make in the UK. When you join, you get your own page in the directory on the website, which you can update whenever you wish. You can add images of your products, direct links to your website, to your social media. We don't sell anything on the Make It British website. My policy has always been drive traffic directly to the members' website so that they can make the sale, they can own the customer, they can take 100% of the margin we're not a middleman in that respect. We just charge a membership fee, which you pay either monthly or yearly, and then you own all the customers that we send directly to you. You also get featured in our newsletter and on our social media, and you'll be joining a community of like-minded businesses that make in the UK. We have a, we have regular virtual meetups, which at the moment happen every Friday, which are lots of fun which is a great, great way of gaining advice and tips from others who make in the UK. We're a real little community now of brands and businesses that make in the UK, and I would love to have you joining us. So I'm going to put a link to join in the show notes for this episode or drop me a message at kate at makeitbritish.co.uk if you want some more details, or you can actually go directly to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash join and sign up now. And don't forget, prices are going up in January 2021. So get in now if you want to get more people's eyes on your UK made brand. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Got just a couple more episodes to go now before this series of series two of the podcast ends just in time for the end of 2020. And then I'll be doing season three at the end of January 21. So thank you very much for listening. And I'll be with you again next Tuesday. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday, plus there's bonus episodes occasionally. So make sure you subscribe in your favourite podcast app. And if you're looking to find British-made brands or UK manufacturers, check out the directory on the Make It British website at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash directory. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.